0: Welcoming traveler.
1: Get ready to level up in that as put thought. Hello, everybody, and welcome into this episode of Helmet Stickers. We're back for season two. All right, so we're going we're gonna to get this going. We already had our rookie preview. If you've been listening to the channel, you've heard some of the 2024 guys that we're going to be talking about and following along this season. So we're going to go through those 24 guys, and we're going to go stock up, stock down on them. So far, just a quick little, hey, this is what I'm seeing. This is what I'm liking. This is what I'm not liking. And then we're going to go over some week one and week two standouts. Uh, guys that were not on the original top 15 list from the the preseason before before everything kicked off and we're going to go and we're going to try and give some guys some credit and list out their draft classes because not all those guys will be 2024 prospects all right so we're going to start with the quarterbacks we got Caleb Williams in here and he's doing exactly what I expected him to do He's not throwing a ton of passes because he doesn't need to. USC is winning big in their early games. Uh, They had a week zero game and we're moving forward with USC. Hopefully they're going to get a real opponent soon. Drake May, I'm a little concerned about that offense. Uh, Definitely a run-heavy offense this last game. Marion Hampton uh, really ran the ball well, uh, and they leaned on him a lot of this game. People are already starting to bring up the the Drake May concern. Uh, So... There is a little bit of hype building behind it and negative hype in this case. Uh, So I'm going to say it's a little bit of a stock down for Drake May, mainly because you're not seeing the gaudy numbers that you expected out of him. Quinn Ewers, I think everybody saw the Bama game and he looked fantastic in the Bama game. He showed exactly what we expected when we saw him be the number one recruit coming out of his high school class when he originally committed to Texas, decommitted from Texas, went to Ohio State as a 17-year-old, and then came back down to Texas to be able to play in his home state at his home college. I'd say that's stock up for Quinn Ewers moving forward. Moving on to the only tight end on the list, Brooke Bowers. Uh, He hasn't been asked to do much this, this season so far, so his numbers, when you look at them, are going to seem very low. Uh, They're not utilizing him as much as they did previously with tight ends with Munkin. Um, So I think there is definitely something to be said there, Uh, but he's also a superior athlete. So I have no concern at this time and I'm going to put his stock neutral. Moving on to wide receivers. We got Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, He looked awful along with most of the entire Ohio state offense in week one because they got completely shut down. And by completely shut down for Ohio State, they got completely shut down for a team that they thought was going to be a 60-point score. So you look at that line, you look at Ibuka uh, as well, and week one was rough. They're getting a new quarterback situated. They're going to have growing pains in that offense, trying to figure it out, how it's going to work without C.J. Stroud anymore. So they're moving on to Kyle McCord. And that offense started to gel uh, this past week. You saw them put up much bigger numbers uh, statistically. And looking forward, I'd say it's stock up for those guys. And moving forward, that offense should continue to look better week in and week out. Malik Neighbors, I would say it's stock neutral for him. Uh, He hasn't had that crazy breakout game. He also hasn't commanded an obscene amount of targets. Uh, So looking at Neighbors, I think that LSU team in general was a little bit of a disappointment from where they were in the AP polls. So I'm going to say stock neutral. Roma Dunes, stock up 100%. He has been the focal point of that Washington offense. Him and Penix have a special connection, and he's just been lighting it up. I want to see how many times he can go for 100-plus yards.
0: Is Rome the wide receiver
1: three in the class now? Uh, As of... It currently, I'd say he's probably the wide receiver three. I think he also just tests at a very athletic uh, measurables, and he has good size, good speed. He's exactly what these teams are going to start to covet and is going to push him up time to come time for the combine. So as long as he continues to put up these numbers, he should be a lock in the first round.
0: Sweet. Test good. Big. I'm in. Xavier
1: Worthy, this the speed threat. Um, we saw him against against Bama. We saw the entire UT offense. He looked pretty good. Uh, I'm going to say stock up for Worthy. Uh, he still has some concentration drops that you kind of look at. And you still question a little bit of his tracking for a deep ball threat. But moving forward, I think that Texas offense with Sark calling, calling plays and running that offense is definitely on the up and up. Uh, moving on to running backs now, Raheem Sanders It's a sock down. It's really unfortunate. Uh, He has a knee injury right now that he's nursing. He didn't play in week two. He's not expected to play in week three. I thought he was the superb athlete, Uh, size, speed, combo, exactly what you want out of your running back. Um, But the panic meter is starting to tick up. Uh, It's definitely not panicking yet, but the panic meter is heating up on him. So I'd say stock down at this point. Trevion Henderson, once again, an Ohio State running back here. He hasn't been asked to do all that much. Uh, He's also coming back and reintegrating into the offense. So there's something to be said there. Um, But I think overall, I'd say stock neutral, maybe a slight stock down on him. We kind of know what he is. And until Ohio State gets in a big game, I don't think we're really going to see him fully get utilized. Braylon Allen, week one against a poor Buffalo team, uh, looked great. You know, he did exactly what we expected, 17 for 141 and two touchdowns. And then this past week, he ended up on a milk carton. He was nowhere to be found, uh, very pedestrian numbers: seven for 20. Uh, I know Mike loves him, but he's going to have these games. Uh, it's a committee backfield up there in Wisconsin. So... Looking forward to see him hopefully have a bounce-back week. Donovan Edwards, another guy that I was super high on coming into this season for Michigan, has just been where has Donovan Edwards been? Uh, Once again, another guy that's been on a milk carton. Just production has not been there. Maybe you make the argument that Harbaugh's not there and the offense is sputtering. You can't really make that argument, though, because they're dropping so many points every game.
0: It was also UNLV. Like, let's not pretend that he got stuffed playing Ohio State, Alabama. It's six carries for nine yards against the University of Las Vegas. That's concerning.
1: With what is supposed to be one of the best offensive lines in all college football. Yeah. And is supposed to have multiple early, early day one, day two picks.
0: Just real quick, how did Blake Corum do against UNLV? Flake Quorum is a
1: great college running back. Okay.
0: Just, just curious, that's all.
1: <laughs> he is a great college running back. Okay, and moving on. Uh, Trey Benson, the broken tackle king in my book from last year for Florida State. Uh, he had a kind of rough go about it in the LSU game. And then this last one against uh, Southern Mississippi. Um, he had a okay game. Uh, the three touchdowns kind of inflated his stat line. Um, But overall, it wasn't incredibly impressive. It's a much lesser opponent. Florida State's just absolutely walking through teams right now. They are an absolute force in the ACC to be messed with. So it'll be very sad when they finally leave the ACC because everybody's leaving every conference except for the SEC and the Big Ten because those are the two true conferences in college football. So for him, I'm going to say stock neutral, maybe a slight stock down.
0: That was rude. The ACC. I I get it, all right? Virginia Tech lost to Purdue, but I just want the ACC to be relevant.
1: Yeah, the ACC won't be relevant for a while, unfortunately. Unless Florida State somehow finds a way to make the playoffs this year. That would be about the only way that the ACC is going to be relevant.
0: Yeah, but aren't they leaving like a year or two from now? So. Not well, great. that's
1: that's what all the boosters say down there so apparently they're definitely pushing for it yeah but can and we then, talk about
0: the tight end two in the class real quick johnny wilson
1: you mean the wide receiver that will most likely play tight end at the next level
0: he's elite
1: <laughs> is a very large man that can track a football relatively well and can high point a football very well as well so definitely something that you would look for in a receiving tight end. But to finish out the top 13 list, we're going to talk about Will Shipley, and we're going to say stock up on Will Shipley. Uh, he's basically been the Clemson offense. Uh, he has been carrying it. Whenever they need something, they go to him. Whenever they need a pass a pass catch out of the backfield of reception, he's that guy running a little flat route or anything to be able to get open. He finds ways to ho- find holes in the zone on a defense, and he just runs through the teeth of the defense. He's not a home run hitter by any means. He's not going to win a foot race against a corner, but he's that kind of guy that's going to bruise, going to be in there. Uh, And he was also a very high recruit going into Clemson. Some of the honorable mentions uh, that were on that list uh, were Johnny Wilson, uh, Troy Franklin, who has been doing very well to start the season, and JT Sanders. So those guys will be coming up here as well.
0: Just a quick question. At what point is Shabir Standards going to move into that top 15 consideration?
1: Yeah, so I'm gonna redo the top 15 six weeks in. So after six weeks, I'm gonna reevaluate it and come up with my new top 15 and be able to continue tracking those guys after that for the rest of the season.
0: Sweet, I'm excited to see it. Uh, this has been, you got anything else to say or just gonna close it out?
1: Yeah, so a uh, couple couple quick standouts from week one and week two. Uh, we're going to go to Penn State, my favorite team here, with Drew Aller. He's looked absolutely fantastic, exactly what everybody expected. Uh, he is QB1 right now for me in the 2025 class. Uh, Dante Moore took over the UCLA job as a true freshman, which is incredibly impressive for any true freshman. He looks like he has so much poise when he's in the pocket as a true freshman for UCLA, 2026. Uh, I know it's a very long way away, um, but we gotta start talking about it at some point. Uh, Jaden Knott looked really good for Cal. Uh, The Cal team is very mid. Um, Jaden Knott may be the one shining spot on that offense. Travis Hunter for Colorado. I think everybody's heard at this point. He's playing offense and defense. It's incredible what he's doing. He's an incredible athlete. He's just unmatched. The question is, at the NFL level, is he going to play wide receiver? Is he going to play corner? Is the team going to let him try and play both ways? It'll be very interesting to watch. Troy Franklin, like I said, Oregon, wide receiver for Oregon, 2024 class. Uh, He is another one of those guys that almost made the list that I was really excited to to put on the list, and I just couldn't find a slot in the wide receiver grouping to do it. But Bo Nix and that Oregon offense has shown me differently. Evan Stewart, Texas A&M, 2025 class wide receiver. He was a five-star recruit. He's been looking fantastic for A&M. That A&M defense is god-awful. The A&M play calling is horrible as well. But Evan Stewart is a shining star in that offense. Johnny Wilson has been doing well. Uh, Keon Coleman also has been doing well. Florida State has just been running, running through people. Shador Sanders, like Mike said, He alluded to Shador has been very good so far this season for Colorado moving up to the P5. Uh
0: very good is an understatement. He's setting school records Uh, and Colorado's ranked for the first time in what, 20 years?
1: Well, sure. but It's also Colorado. So it's not hard to set school records there.
0: Well, okay. They have more wins Uh, this year than they did last year.
1: Look, it'll be a great season for Colorado if they just go 500. All right, so a 500 season for Colorado at this point would be fantastic. Uh, Moving on to some week two standouts, uh, looking at Devin Neal over at Kansas. Yeah, Kansas actually has a football team that is somewhat decent again. So that's exciting to see. Uh, Looking at Audrick Estime uh, at Notre Dame, 2024 bruiser type back. Uh, Looking at Xavier Weaver, uh, once again, for Colorado. He's been doing well receiving the ball, uh, 2024 eligible. Uh, Evan Stewart, once again, had a breakout week in week two. Troy Franklin, once again, had a breakout week in, in week two. Uh, and then Luther Burden. So Luther Burden, I'm super excited to continue to watch this season uh, because he was a super high recruit. He chose to go to Mizzou, um, which was a surprise to a lot of people. So it'll be really interesting to see how that plays out. And then the sensation of JT Sanders that everybody saw make that fantastic play against Alabama – act like he's a wide receiver and then remember that he's a giant tight end and then try and run over somebody. Uh, So he's got the speed to be an elite level speed threat, deep threat as a tight end at the next level. And then any, any other week one, week two standouts that you think, Mike?
0: No, I think you hit all of them. I'm really excited to see how high up draft board Shadur Sanders moves. And the Texas offense just looks like they'll have three drafted players after having two just in the backfield last year so. Really excited to see how it goes. Their offensive line is – a couple of them are going to become draft eligible, so I'm a little worried for Archie moving forward, but uh, Texas forever.
1: Yeah, I know. I'm in, uh, in a mock Debbie draft uh, with the Destination Debbie guys, and Shador in that draft just went over uh, 104. I was just bringing up the draft board there. So awesome. the hype The hype is real. Yeah, uh, He went after Caleb Williams, Drake May, and Marvin Harrison, Jr., So that tells you the kind of elite standard that people are setting on him. So he's definitely getting all the hype that Colorado team is getting all the hype. I mean, he has the pedigree, so we shall see how the rest of his season
0: goes. Yeah. Really excited. Uh, You got anybody else you want to call out or you want to close out the show?
1: No, I think I'm just going to close out the show here with some week three games that I'm excited to watch. Uh, Week three doesn't really have a ton of great, incredible games that you want to see like the lsu florida state which ended up being a little bit of flop and the texas alabama game week three is kind of a little bit of a lull week uh, from that major national game but what i want to watch is lsu versus mississippi state i want to see if that lsu team can actually bounce back and show why they were ranked as high as they were in the ap polls to start the season Uh, kansas state versus mizzou once again i just talked about luther burden the third And I want to see if that Kansas state defense can be able to cover him, uh, Minnesota versus UNC. I want to see Drake may get back on track, uh, against that Minnesota defense. And then Tennessee versus Florida, you get two power schools that have been known recently for football, um, Florida a little bit longer ago, but they're going into the swamp. Can Tennessee start to actually look like Tennessee did last year?
0: I think Florida's going to get the doors blown off of them.
1: Look, I wouldn't be very upset. I know my roommate would be pretty upset by that. He's a Florida alum, uh, and he sits there and watches every Gator game and sometimes drinks a lot because of it.
0: I'd drink more, too, if I was a Gators fan. But uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Before you go, uh, Corey's going to give you a quick ad read. But Evan, always a pleasure.
1: Pleasure. Say everybody's mind. say it.
0: Bye.